Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. I am your host with the slightly not, I, I, would, I want to say most, but I know it's not the most. Doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, I'm Brandon Cruz, and with me today, I have a fellow geek gator who needs no introduction. That's cool. it. That's it. <laughs> that was the best introduction I could ever hope for. Uh, you, sir, you write and head production for the YouTube and Geek Aid sensation Ring the Bell. Uh, I do. I don't know about sensation, but everything else is true. It's it's sensational with, with an eight in place of the A. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's a wrestling show that discusses, of all things, <clears throat> surprisingly, wrestling and more. Yeah. It does. So well, so welcome, welcome, Matt Ramo. Thank Woo! you very much for having me once again. It's been a while, but uh, I won't hold that against you. No, I, I, you know, every time I talk to you on in our Slack channel, I'm like, you know, he's he hates me because I haven't <laughs> I haven't talked to him about this. <laughs> um, I will not confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, but I do appreciate our little uh, our little digs at each other. Of course, um, yeah. I I don't know why we we started this antagonism. Uh, I, you know, I don't I don't know either. I just think it's um, we smell our own, and therefore we just kind of like ah oh, he can take it because he's dishing it, and if yeah. he can't, that's not my problem. <laughs> Ex- exactly right. Like uh, when you're just you're sitting in the kitchen and you let one go, and you're like. <laughs> Yeah, someone's gonna smell that. <laughs> someone's gonna smell their own. <laughs> I think that's a, the, what you're getting at. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely it. <laughs> See, well, this is this is why we dig each other because we dig each other. Yes, <laughs> with with uh, you know, with all the, the utensils in our garage. Yep. <laughs> so that's a weird that's a weird transition all right uh, let's, let's let's move on all right anyways <laughs> hey man welcome welcome back to the show i appreciate i appreciate you coming on i appreciate being here um so th- today we are going to talk about a penny for your thoughts mm-hmm. the episode originally aired february 3rd of 1961 it stars dick york as hector b pool he was on two episodes of the twilight zone total and uh, a little little indie show called Bewitched. Ah, huh. yeah. I'm not sure. Have you heard of that show? Um, yeah, of course. My uh, as a as a child, when they ran reruns, when I was you know stuck home for mm-hmm. snow breaks or whatever, I would watch it. And uh, Samantha on Bewitched was probably my first television crush. Oh, yep. Yeah, I I always liked watching Bewitched. Um, There's just something about like a genie and like just having, just you know having a genie that would, would hang out with me. That was just really really cool. I you are we talking about the same show? Because yeah, yeah. Be, Bewitched yeah. was with a witch, hence the title. <laughs> and Genie was on I Dream of Genie. Oh, okay. I, I always get those two confused, right? Because the <laughs> genie and the witch thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. Anyway, uh, so uh, Cyril Delavanti as Mr. Smithers, who was on, he's, as far as being on episodes, he wins the championship for this one. He was on four total episodes. Hey. Um, and June Dayton as Miss Turner, and Dan Tobin as Mr. Bagby. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was directed by James Sheldon, who directed a total of six episodes, including the famous Long Distance Call and It's a Good Life. 
teleplay by George Clayton Johnson, who direct who wrote a bunch of episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, synopsis. Let's let's get let's get through this. Sure. Uh, so, writing this synopsis uh, for the folks who are listening, you know, I I, tr- I try to write the synopsis out ahead of time now, so we could just get right past it. And I'm I'm saying this, and I'm dragging it out, um, <laughs> talking about the synopsis. But I, I was a little more free flowing with this one, and, and so we'll see how this turns out. I didn't actually I I didn't proofread it, so <laughs> oh boy. So anyway, so in so this, this prequel, so this oh, should be really good, is what you're saying. Uh, yes. <laughs> and yes is in yes is in quotes. <laughs> in this prequel episode to Bewitched, a young banker played by the inimitable Dick York, which by the way, uh I wanted to say inimitable, and then I was like, I think that word applies to Dick York, and I looked it up, and I think it does. So for those out there, I'll put a link for inimitable in the show notes. Okay. Uh a young banker, uh, Dick York, unwittingly becomes able to read people's thoughts. After he overhears a coworker's plot to rob the bank they work at, he informs his manager. I almost wrote manger, I think, uh, because I missed, <laughs> I missed the A. I didn't, I didn't write manger, but I almost did. Okay. Huh. When the coworker leaves the bank vault, he's stopped by a security guard, policeman, whatever you want to call them, and he's searched, but has no money on him. His coworker says, yeah, of course I want to rob the bank, but I'm not gonna. So... He doesn't. Although Darren gets fired, his immediately he's immediately rehired, and thanks to the encouragement of a beautiful female coworker, he gets a promotion too. <laughs> that's that's the crappy synopsis I picked for this episode. Uh, <clears throat> so now transitioning, Mr. Matt. That was smooth, by the way. What are your initial thoughts? <laughs> um, about the episode or about your synopsis? Uh, we'll, we'll start with the synopsis. What did you think about my synopsis? <laughs> um, I'm just going to write at the top, needs improvement. Mm, and mm. Uh, No, I'm, I'm messing around. I mean, you pick the, you pick the big plot points, you know, um, through some weird freak accident. He uh, is a, has the ability to read people's minds and, you know, all the calamity that comes with it and that whole, like, eavesdropping thing. You know, what would you do if you... Um, we're able to read people's minds. It's kind of like this minority report-esque thing where crime, you can see crime before it happens and then you stop it. You know, in the instance, in the instance of um, Smithers, the coworker who feels underappreciated for like his hundred years of service, you know, of course, uh, everybody's had a bad day where like, you know, F this place, I'm going to burn it to the ground. And no one ever actually really does it per se. I mean, Sure, there's a few instances, but no one, no one in their right mind really does it, and so there comes the uh, the challenge of, uh, you know, do I say something? Will they believe me? You know, if I'm right, what happens? If I'm wrong, what happens? Um, it's 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 like in you you, you brought up Minority Report. Sure. It's just it's just like when Tom Cruise is explaining to Colin Farrell, like. Because uh, Colin Farrell's like, no, I don't, I don't believe in in pre crime, whatever. And then mm-hmm. uh, Tom Cruise lets the ball roll off the table, and then he catches it, and he's like, "What was going to happen to that ball?" And Colin Farrell's like, yeah, "I was going to hit the ground." Like, was it? Was it gonna? <laughs> uh, US or whatever. It sounds like that. Whatever. Sure. I think I'm getting mixed up. But anyways, the thought <laughs> is, the thought is, and I'm sure you can read this in my thought uh, that you. you 
it's just a thought, you know, it's, it's not, it's not tangible until there's action associated with it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, and that's kind of the point in the story where you're, or the show rather, where you kind of look at the character and you're like, you know, you bumbling idiot. And even the boss is like, oh, you know, uh, my information came from a crappy source or whatever. And, you know, you're right. It's, it's not an action. It's just a thought. I don't know how many times in a day I look at people and I wish them ill will and stuff, you know, by my own hand, but I never do it. I'm not that person, but it's like a venting technique. You know, you build it all up. You might actually do something to someone. So, you know, you have these little valves in your body and in your brain that help you blow off steam. Yeah. And, and so I think he, uh, he tuned in on the moment in which, you know, a, a really underappreciated worker, you know, felt like, you know, I'm going to get some revenge on this place. Yeah. Yeah. That's the <laughs> ticket. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the great thing about it is he gets a ticket at, at the end of it all. You know? Right, yeah, like so, so through blackmail, and yes. and the encouragement of a of a female coworker, our main character not only gets his job back, but he does get a promotion, like you said. But it's only through blackmail, and then furthering the blackmail, he says, uh, "I want a round trip ticket to Bermuda. Make it out to Smithers." You know, the boss is like, "What are you crazy?" And he's like. Hey man, you gotta go meet your mistress. Remember? <laughs> fine, fine, fine. But, uh, yeah. So when when I was watching it and I was taking notes, like I wrote, I pre-wrote a note, blackmail, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then the first thing that that comes up is he actually gets the job offered back to him, his old job offered back to him, because earlier he uh, says that this this dude's gonna use this loan, this two hundred thousand dollar loan for gambling. And Mr. Bagby's like, oh, God, pool, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, and then at the end of the episode, Bagby finds out, no, that, that dude was arrested for gambling with company funds. Uh, so he's offered a job back. And so I was like, oh, I guess it wasn't blackmail. Why did I feel like it was blackmail? And then the he- yeah. <laughs> the getting a better <laughs> job came in. Yeah. That, you know, and can we, all right, I want to talk about something for a second here. Let's do Here's- it. Here's this uh, Miss Turner, right? So our protagonist uh, comes into windfall of this, you know, special power, which we never even touched on. It's the iconic throwing the coin into the money bucket and it lands on its edge. Oh, yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to talk about that. No, not at all. <laughs> so this is how he supposedly obtains this power, only in the Twilight Zone. And yes. um, he starts reading people's minds and or I should say he has the ability to tune into other people's thoughts and. Miss Turner is someone that he tunes into and she's <laughs> she's basically throwing herself at him, right? Yes. So at some point he confides in her that he can hear her thoughts and you know um gets her to go along with it. So when he is approached about getting his job back, I feel like Miss Turner then a, a, a switch flips in her mind. And she's like, well, he already knows how I feel. And I think he's going to, because they tried to kiss at some point. Yeah. And then, uh, and then like, I feel like, uh, or maybe that was the ending now. No, yeah, there, it was there, the ending. There, they tried to kiss. Well, there's, there's a, there's a portion in the middle of the episode where like, he's like right next, right next to her face. And you could be like, oh, there's going to be a kiss there. There wasn't a okay. whole lot of chemistry I felt, but there, there was yeah. a moment clearly where he could have leaned in for, for a kiss. 
Well, much like the Smurf, she's the only woman in the village, so... I mean, even even the coworker makes a joke about her being kind of beastly and, and like, the only girl around and whatever. But that's besides the point. He's a prick. Um, <laughs> and gets what he deserves. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I feel like when... Um... Spoiler, he dies. <laughs> uh, Poole kills him. <laughs> I feel like when, uh, when the job is offered back to our uh, protagonist, a flip switch, uh, a switch flips on inside of her and she's like well yeah he already knows how i feel like we're gonna get together if uh if i help him get a promotion i'm gonna be set for life and that's what Uh. she does and she's like she basically puppets him into getting you know the corner office or whatever it is the head of the department you know and i feel like the only original thought in his head is to give smithers a ticket to bermuda because that's You know, and now now this guy who had this amazing gift just got played by, you know, some lonely woman <laughs> in the bank. Dude, that is that's a that's a really that's a really good point. Like this is this is like a modern retelling of Macbeth. Like <laughs> Uh sure. She's just I mean, she she's conniving, she's sly, you laying know? in wait. She just was waiting for <laughs> It's a crime of opportunity. Yeah. You know, nobody knew, nobody knows they live in the Twilight Zone, first of all. And so therefore they don't have any idea that they could potentially obtain mind reading powers. Right. But she was just ho-humming around and then the, here comes this guy and he's like, I can read minds. And she's like, oh, word? All right. <laughs> I got, I got this. I got this. Victim, victimless crime? Hmm. I would really like a cup of coffee and a ham sandwich. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, you got it. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he shows up with a cup of coffee and a ham sandwich. (laughs) She's like, oh, my God, how did you know? (laughs) She's so happy. Uh, Anyways, yeah, so so manipulative. She's very manipulative. She's evil. (laughs) (laughs) I think is what what you're trying to get at. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, We just painted this, like, a secondary character is just, like, this closet villain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah like she's just like in the back like just wrapping her fingers on each other uh-huh all, all of mr burns oh and uh, smithers yes oh my god yeah i, I wrote that down just because <laughs> mr smithers <laughs> because we're pop culture n- nerds exactly geekade.com <laughs> perfect uh, <laughs> perfect you nailed it um so let's let's talk let's talk about the the iconic uh, opening to this episode the Absolutely. flipping and the the flipping the coin on its side. Let's let's talk about it. Have you ever have you ever flipped a coin on its side? Uh, no, I have tried. I think um, so. This is one of those episodes, and uh, if you go back to any of the episodes I've been on, uh, I've mentioned. You know, we uh, back when I was a kid, we always had the twenty four hour um, marathon during uh, New Year's or um, Christmas. So this was one of the episodes that actually always played, and so <clears throat> I. Didn't know the name of this one. So when I popped it on to kind of refresh myself, it's, oh, this one. And of course, yeah, there's the coin flip and stuff. So I know as a kid, because when I was a kid, I wanted to be a magician. I'm not good at it at all. I don't have any magic tricks now. So <laughs> I can make money disappear very quickly, especially if I'm, you know, at a supermarket or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially a bar. But uh, <laughs> I've, I've always, I remember trying to flip a quarter, but it's very impossible like i used to my dad used to take coins like we go to the pizzeria and while we were waiting for the pizza he'd take whatever coins he had in his pocket and just start standing them up on their edges 
and just leave them there. So I thought, well, if you could stand them up on their edges, why can't you flip one onto its edge? But the probability is so slim. <laughs> In the millions, according to Rod. According to Rod, yes. And he knows everything, so I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I want to take a step back real quick. I like that you chose a grocery store or a bar. Like yep. there's there's no in between there. It's nah, like one I, or the other. I mean, the only other place I could blow money that quickly is like, like an uh, a a production Chuck, house like Chuck E. Cheese. Eh, nah, production th- house like video <laughs> video equipment, audio equipment. Like I don't need anything anymore. You know, buying yeah. stuff is yeah. like old hat. Yeah, I I, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> uh, but but a bar, yeah. But a bar, but a, no brainer. <laughs> come on, come on. Um, yeah, you, uh, I would stand up coins now getting back into it. Sure. I'd stand, I'd stand up coins on their side mm-hmm. and, and it would take, you know, it'd take me like 30 minutes to sit, stand up one coin. Um, I'm just, my balance is off. You know? <laughs> uh, so just the, the probability of ever getting a coin to flip on its side just seems so outlandish to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, good on them. And and really the the probability of it standing up the entire day and not getting knocked down, yeah. Because even even the kid says it too. He's like, "Oh, Mister, that quarter was standing up all day." Yeah, and you and you know what? And this is my suspension of disbelief here. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, pick, oh, wait a second. Picking picking the wrong suspension of disbelief. <laughs> uh, okay, I can get behind the 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 reading people's thoughts, but that coin standing up all day in a busy <laughs> New York town. Like and, and not getting knocked over, impossible. Mm-hmm. Impossible. <laughs> yeah, after an eight-hour workday, presumably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and and that 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 box of money was on the same table as the newspapers, and and those were there were different newspapers, right? So that table had to have been sh- shaken at mm-hmm. some point in time. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're you're grabbing. Uh... Newspapers and shucking them and whatever, and yeah. people are tossing coins and so yeah, I know it's it, it's absurd, it's absurd, and that's <laughs> my problem with the Twilight Zone. <laughs> it's all this unbelievable stuff. I'll believe uh, Martians can come to planet Earth and you know mess with the lights and screw people up, and I'll believe that Martians come to Earth and they want to eat human beings, and uh, I'll believe that there's other planets out there with human life that come to Earth because their planets are dying. But you tell me that you flip a quarter on its side in a busy New York City uh, sidewalk and it stays up for eight hours, that's it. That's where I draw the line. Uh-uh. This podcast is over. <laughs> Closed for business. Thank you. Good day. Lock it up. Well, thank you. That, that was Matt Ramo uh, signing off. Been a uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Any other, any other stray observations that you have? Um... Yeah, actually, something that doesn't, uh, and speaking of, I guess, suspension of disbelief, something that doesn't sit right with me is how, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a grain of salt and say, okay, it was 1950-whatever, yeah. uh, 1960-whatever. But I guess now as someone who was born in 1980, who's seen enough uh, stuff about you know people magically gaining the ability to read minds or whatever, our protagonist is actually pretty stupid. Like, he... he Within the first, like, four or five people, I would have realized I can read people's minds, and I just would have been having a field day. And, yeah, I I get it. You know, the novelty will wear off, and eventually you'll want to just cut your own head off. But 
he's so <laughs> fairly clueless and like bumbling about it. And I guess that's really just to sell his character, how the um the boss is like, you know, I really should have checked my sources. I didn't know they were so idiotic or whatever. And but but it just it bothers me a little bit that at some point he just doesn't go, Holy crap, I can read minds. Like, I'm gonna go do something much better. Like I would have gone on like the world's longest lunch break. You know, and and like I would have been out in the street, like looking at hot chicks being like, hey, what's up? And then hearing their response and like, oh, OK, never mind. Or, you know, I would have I would have gone somewhere where like someone was opening a safe and just listened for the code or something. I don't know. Just <laughs> so much better things than sitting around listening to his petty coworkers. You I'm like, you know, I, I hope that you don't get that power because you you seem like a dangerous, dangerous man. <laughs> uh, You know. At the end of the day, who am I really hurting, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just the those those nasty bankers on on yeah. Wall Street. F those guys, man. <laughs> F the F those guys. I would I would run for I would run for public office. Hmm. <laughs> and then like, what? And then I don't know. Then lose probably because I <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> yeah. Right. Any platforms? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, what do you feel about this? I don't know. Good. Bad. <laughs> Uh, why don't you think about what you feel and I'll tell you what you think. <laughs> uh, wait, what? Wait, what? No. Tr- trust me on this. Yeah, just trust me on this. Um, I noticed that I had a few few stray observations about the boss. Anytime um, he, uh, anytime Dick York walked into the boss's little office area, he was always standing up on when he was talking on the phone. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, which it was just weird to me. Like, First of all, that he's on the phone for so long with his mistress, like yeah. just the entire time, um, and then that he's standing up. Why doesn't Why doesn't he sit down? Because you can you can hide a phone call better when you're like when you're like crouched over, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Hey, baby, <laughs> we're going on a trip." Um, so 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 there's that. Uh, <laughs> I really I, hope that that's not the voice you use to um, get together with your wife. Like that's. Yeah. I feel hey, bad for her now. Hey, baby, <laughs> you, you, you wanna you wanna hang out? Um, actually, it is. That's. Oh. You, did you see my vow renewal video? That's that's exactly how I talked to her on it. <laughs> I uh, have not. I've actually. It's ironic. It's something I've been meaning to watch. Every time I'm on uh, that social particular social media, I'm always at work and uh, I can't mm. listen. So I just see things and I'm like. Oh, they renewed their vows on the beach. That's beautiful. And then I keep going. Yeah. <laughs> much like everything. Oh, look it, at that. That's great. Next. Uh, th- I mean, there's really not much to see. It's once you've seen one beautiful beach in Hawaii. I mean, you've seen them all. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways, enough. Enough about enough about my my beautiful wife and family. I, I did uh, had two more thoughts. One, I didn't know that blonde jokes were a thing back in the '60s. Right. But- but there was a nice, there's a nice thoughtless blonde joke in there. Uh, yeah. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, was it, it? It was when this guy was uh, talking about her in his head. He said he was like, uh, "I've never seen a beast outside oh. of the zoo." No, was no, that, no, no, oh. no. So, so Dick York is is finding out that he can read people's thoughts. I don't know. He's he's been around oh, hundreds of people at this point. And there's time. the pretty blonde, like just staring off into space. Yeah, just looking at yes. her money. That's and he's right. like, he's like leaning in. And she's not saying anything, or she's not thinking anything. Yeah. So. I, I, you know, it's ironic. I didn't get that at first. Just now, when we, when we just talked about it, oh, that's what it is. Okay, that's yeah. funny. 
Uh, and then the last thing was, I like Rod's saying, a bright human coin on his way to the bank. I don't know. I, I really like that line for some reason. There's something very good about it. Something very like uh, metaphoric about it too. Yeah. Um, because he works at the bank. Yep, that's it. Got it. <laughs> Nailed it. You are good at this, man. You are very good at this. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't you don't host a you don't host a podcast without having really deep thoughts. Yeah, bro. You got it. You got it. I. You got it. Uh, overall, overall, Matt, what are what do you rate this episode out of whatever <clears throat> scale you choose? Oh, I thought, okay. Well, I was going to ask if we're on a 10 scale. I'll, I'll give it a 10 scale. Okay. Um, you know, I, for me, it's, it's not the best. It's, it's certainly not the worst. I think, um, I guess by that measure, it sits somewhere in the middle. Um, I'd give it probably around a, a six or, yeah, yeah, I'd give it a solid six. It's just, <laughs> it's one of those episodes that, uh, I don't think it's often remembered for its content so much as like the iconic moment of the coin, you know, uh, the coin on its side, I think almost outshines the entire storyline. Yeah. But that's not to say it's a bad storyline. It's just kind of, uh, I don't want to say it's a filler episode, um, but it, to me, it's just kind of like, okay, next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. Like I I wrote down six and a half nose twitches. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, because I, I figure you know it's it's not a it's not a bad episode to me. Like it, it's it's not an episode that I watch and I'm like oh god I can't I can't make it through. Like I enjoyed watching it. Uh, but you're right. You know the the coin on its side that image is is probably more memored membered. I've been watching too much <laughs> South Park. Uh, <laughs> Uh, more remembered than maybe the entirety of the episode, uh, and yeah. I think that you know they, 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 they scratch the surface of the thought of exploring the implications of of reading people's thoughts, um, and I would I would would have liked to have seen more of that. Yeah, I, I certainly think like I don't want to say in the right writer's hands, but in a different writer's hands, and obviously a different time period, it could have yeah. been a much darker episode. Um, you know, you can make a whole thing out of it, really, if you if you're clever enough. But it could definitely be darker. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. When you think about the stuff that you might think about, and I don't mean you, but maybe the listener or whatever. You know, sometimes you see some stuff, and you can go to dark places. I mean, that doesn't mean you're a dark person, but you could go dark places mm-hmm. uh, again with the whole minority port parallel. Yeah. They're all just thoughts in the end. It's only when you act on them does it become. Does, is there rather implications? Does it? Yeah. How does it affect everyone around you and whatever? But you're right. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. They definitely scratch the surface. You you brought up a point that I forgot to bring up, which okay. was, and I, I think you started going down that path. Uh, but have you ever thought about something and thought, I hope nobody can read my thoughts about this right now? Um, I'm sure I have. Yeah, like, uh, or you know what, you'll you'll do that thing maybe where you think about it and you, you realize that you're lost in that thought and then you come back to reality and you look around and you're like, did anybody see that? <laughs> no? Okay, good. Because <laughs> you know someone's going to look at you and go, where'd you just go? Yeah. Because I've, I've seen, I've, I've spent many a nights with friends into the wee hours, you know, and we, you get all truthful and uh, someone muses on about something and then trails off and you're like, hey man, where are you at right now? You know? <laughs> This is really dark, dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> keep that uh keep that ish to yourself <laughs> like i i've thought you know like when i'm driving and we're on like on like a two-lane road right and like you know what what would happen if i swerved on to incoming traffic mm. and that and then like what would happen to my family like if if i swerve right now but only like clip the side so like it only like head on just my half of the car and my son and Chelsea would be on the other side and mm-hmm. like sure the car would flip probably and they'd probably be very injured. Mm-hmm. But you know, like what what would what would happen? I'm thinking <laughs> and I'm thinking about it. Or like, you know what? How could I get away with murder? <laughs> oh, that's I think everyone thinks that one. Just a side note, I don't think your wife and child are ever getting into a car with you again. Just putting that out there. <laughs> um, as far as the murder bit, I think everybody does sit around and ponder that. Like I especially do it after um, now my my lady likes to watch true crime stuff and uh, oh, watch things on serial killers, first 48, stuff like that. And inevitably she'll, you know, fall asleep and I'll stay watching it. And when someone when it ends, it's like we caught him because of blah, 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 blah. I think to myself, all right, I got to remember to be careful when I do that. And like, wait, what? I'm not (laughs) I'm not doing (laughs) who said anything about murdering anybody, you know? Yeah. I th- but I think it's a common thing. I think everybody, you know, that's why I think um, zombie apocalypse is so sought after, why people are so gravitating, or excuse me, why people gravitate towards that so much, because it's essentially legal murder. You're killing a reanimated corpse, and it's not, as far as anyone else is concerned, a living being, so then you don't have that guilt. And yeah. uh, that was, I, I'd seen some kind of psychologist take on why the zombie apocalypse is so appealing to the masses. And that's like a number one, because you can murder. And for all intents and purposes, there's no law. There's no real guilt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> Mur- murder. Speaking of which, uh, have you seen your girl? Like, where's she been? <laughs> She's at work. Oh, okay. Sir. Work. At work. She's at, she's on a cruise. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> i put her on a cruise for the holidays uh awesome all right well well uh i mean good luck good luck to you guys uh hopefully they find her um, oh, hey 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 wait what what uh all right man well well thank you so much for coming on the show how how can people get a hold of you or your your work um, <clears throat> well, as we said earlier on, I'm a contributing member of GeekAid.com. Proud Ew. of it. Lots of fun. Um, most of the stuff I contribute is, of course, for Ring the Bell. So every time for this season, because the big wrestling entertainment industry has decided that they're going to have like two pay-per-views a month. Every time there's a pay-per-view, we film an episode and it is available on Thursdays at approximately 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on geekade.com. Um, I have some projects, as I mentioned, I think the last time I was on here many moons ago that I'm in the process of working on. Uh, I'm actually going to be working on some test footage this weekend for a short that could i think exist in the twilight zone pantheon so i'm very excited about that yeah and um you know hopefully by summertime it'll all be uh packaged up nice and neat through production post-production and and ready to be viewed by the public um in the meantime though just keep uh 
keep your eyes on Geekade and anything I work on will be there. And I'm always trying to collaborate with um, the other members. Brandon, of course, I love doing the show and I thank you for having me. And yep. uh, all the other guys there too on the East Coast that we, we try and put some stuff together, get, get things going. Um, but other than that, I'm just working on my own stuff on the side and uh, I'm sure GeekAid will be gracious enough to uh, promote my stuff. So if you're a, if you're a GeekAid follower, you're, you, you are already in the know. Yes. Yes, I am. Good. That's a good place to be, man, especially <laughs> I, with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you were talking to me with that uh, specific, not like the universe of you, like, Brandon, right. if you're a Geek 8 follower, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man, that struck me as really funny. <laughs> All right. Well, well thank, thank you again, Matt, uh, you. For, for stopping in. Of course. Uh, always a pleasure. For the rest of you folks out there, there's a few ways you can get hold of me. I am facebook.com slash s4waypodcast, Instagram and Twitter, s4way underscore podcast, email s4waypodcast at gmail.com. You can give me a call. Nobody ever does. Maybe someday they will. Uh, Matt, you can give me a call. 860-GO-TZ-POD. That's 860-GO-TZ-POD. I'm just really, really interested in somebody calling and leaving me a voicemail. I'm just, I, would, I would love to hear it. Oh, Matt. dude. Matt. Oh man, Matt. Anyways, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, Brandon. Uh, yes. Uh, so <laughs> give give me a call. Uh, also, <laughs> I, iTunes, um, Stitcher. Head out there. Leave leave a rating if you guys if you guys can. Let me know what you think of the show. I really appreciate that. And until next week, I am Brandon Cruz, and this is submitted for your approval. <laughs> <laughs>